0: Welcome to Season 3 of Jory's Sports Stories. As always, I'm your host, Jory, and today we kick off the NFL season with a late week one reaction with run rundown and more headlines around the league, we discuss some NBA headlines and drama, is more and more, and we have rants, plenty of rants, because I got some things I want to talk about. Will be a season opener y'all don't want to miss, so tune in, turn that volume up, and let's get it. Oh, and the return of Joy's Jacked Up Tears is here for football season. So, without further ado, let's get into it. And we are kicking off the 2023-2024 season. Already with the bang in the NFL, we have some pleasant surprises, some disappointments, and others to discuss. I give my analysis on week one leading into week two. And we discussed some notable headlines around the week. Plus, George Jack of Tears is back and reinvigorated. So without much more, let's get into it. All right, we're going to start off in the NFL. And we're going to do our brief week one recap and analysis. And first thing from week one, Kansas City struggles. The right receiver room is very much lacking. Kadarius Tony. I'm gonna get on him later, but he didn't catch anything. I believe that he'll rebound week two. The, actually, the games are in progress now, so yeah. Travis Kelsey and a bag of chips is what they have as far as trustworthy receivers. And when they re my question about the Chiefs is like when will they retain a viable right receiver that can carry when there's no Kelsey or even with Kelsey? They need receivers, and it's clearly exposed after that whole selective catchability thing. Sky Moore didn't play particularly too well, but they did get Chris Jones signed to a one-year $25 million. And they are struggling versus Jacksonville. So keep the Chiefs in your prayers. Keep them in your prayers. Buffalo turnovers. Josh Allen is going to cost this team even more. And I don't see them fixing the issue. Because in the times that they've had, they've had years to get this, get this issue resolved. They're trying to rein it in when it's too late. He's a gunslinging turnover machine. So we could watch for more dysfunction there if they continue to turn the ball over like that. Again, I know it's in the competitive spirit of wide re- receivers to show up their quarterbacks, but watch for Stephon Diggs in his body language. This team could be on dysfunction alert. And we got to the Bengal big down. Joe Burrow didn't necessarily play too well. Bengals usually start off slow like they are today versus the Ravens. Um, O-line is having some issues. If it continues, it would be a big issue very soon. And the Chicago conundrum continues. That offensive line is not gelling as good as it should be or as it was. Um, Chase Claypool doesn't even try. He doesn't want to be there. Um, And he looks like he's seeing ghosts. He's missing assignments on purpose. He just don't want to block. He just wants to catch the ball. You don't need that. And I'm glad that somebody in Chicago got a hold to him about his effort, because that's that's how you alienate yourself. That's exactly how you alienate yourself. The defense is very subpar and mid-level, and it's exposing that coaching staff. Well, it's exposing that coaching does matter, in fact. You know why I say that? It's because mainly because the Chicago Bears took most of my D-line depth from last year, and now they're trashed. I understand that they were second and third stringers that that he took from me. He didn't take none of my starters, minus Dylan Cole or whatnot. Or maybe a DeMarcus Walker. But they haven't played nearly as that level in Chicago as they did in Tennessee. So, coaching matters. R- tighten up Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill looked horrible. The worst he's ever looked. He threw three picks and did not see the field well. Was missing. Easy stuff. Easy stuff. And he started off this game with that too. But now they seem to they seem to have scored once I got extremely frustrated. But, you know, the Titans are going to do what the Titans do, which is frustrate me and aggravate me. But I'm tightened up. (laughs) New system, new O-line, new pieces. They're bound to be a little rusty. That Titans defense is something else. Arden Key is going to get noticed more. D-line is amongst the best in the league. My corners look solid, and we will be able to run the ball better in the future. I don't know what the hell Tim Kelly is doing, but it ain't it. And to the Atlanta illusion, Desmond Ritter is still a wild card to me. And it's hard to have an opinion on him right now. But to me, he's average at first glance. Bijan and Tyler Algier are going to be the issue. I don't know what Arthur Smith and them is doing down in Atlanta right now. Well, they're not in Atlanta, I don't think. Whatever. I don't know what they're doing right now because they look clueless. That pass game needs to improve. The defense looks good. But can it be consistent? That, I'm not sure. And then we had the midget meltdown, and I can't wait to talk about that. The midgets, the Giants, got 40-piece by Dallas. The O-line looked horrible. Daniel Jones kept turning the football over. The defense is lacking something, and special teams look off. They just went in to their own home stadium and got blasted, like bent, blasted. If they play any worse, there's a serious issue. Play calling was questionable. Saquon didn't play well. And even Mark Micah Parsons decided to go on his own podcast and rip the Giants for leaving Daniel Jones in there to get sacked seven times. So, yeah, there's that. Patriot Pleasantries. With the Patriots, once this team can spread the ball efficiently sooner. They could be an issue. Last year's dysfunction was definitely due to Belichick's decisions. Kendrick Bourne's back to form. Mac is back to having his confidence that defense is gonna be a problem, especially that pass rush. In other news in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers is done for the season and he's already being asked about retirement. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers is not going out like that. He already we are we should already know this. He's not going out like that. So he'll be back next year. He that's what and he's also trying to say that he might be back for playoff time playoffs. We're in week two and you talking about playoffs. Sir. Do you know how much magic needs to happen for the Jets to go to the playoffs? Because right now with how their O-line looks and the fact that they have Zach Wilson Behind um, Behind center now, and they don't like any of the veteran options. Um, playoffs is a stretch, but it's possible. But it's a stretch. Philly is missing three key players. They're missing, and they're starting to stack injuries as well. Gainwell, Bradbury, and Blankenship is out. Well, we, we already went through that. That was Thursday. My bad. Forget that chase claypool was deactivated now i understand if you're just not good right but to not try at all and to whiff up assignments to whiff on assignments on purpose and it got to the point where the announcers had to call it out like if the announcers call you out is he really missing assignments because now they're looking for it the first couple of times they weren't necessarily looking for it but that third time It was like, oh, is he missing assignments on purpose? Like, you're not trying, and you're making your whole team look bad. With Chase Claypool, if he continues to do stuff like this, he won't be on another NFL roster because he just put it out there for the whole world to see that you don't even want to try if you're somewhere you don't want to be. The problem is he don't want to be in Chicago, I think, or he just don't want to play football for real. He just want to be a supermodel. I don't know. But Chase Claypool... He's an issue. He's He has potential to become an issue with the Bears. Um, Michael Parsons, I just talked about this, ripped the Giants for not pulling Daniel Jones. And I completely, 100% agree. Like, why would you leave him in there? What, for character reasons? Like, you're losing by 40. Why are you leaving him in there? Rock Purdy is proving his doubters wrong. I knew what I, I said. Brock will be fine. It's Pittsburgh is dealing with dysfunction again. And Antonio Brown decides he wants to clown. I'm not even going to talk about A, AB. We're not going the AB route. Now we have Joy's Jacked Up Tears. First, we have my juggernauts. They're called j Juggernauts. These are like the best of the best. These are just for week one. You'll get week two's tears on Wednesday. Miami Dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Packers. This is for week one, not for week two, because the Packers are not playing well. The Packers are playing well. I don't know what the Falcons are doing. Um, and the next tier, we have the Just Can't Miss Some crew. Like, they're just a tad under the Juggernauts. Like, they're pretty good teams. But for whatever reason, they have some issues. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. They're struggling right now with the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Bengals, the Detroit Lions, and the Falcons. And the Detroit Lions right now are playing very well. Well, you'll get all of that on Wednesday. And then I have George's Jump Starts. These need a few, tw- these teams are usually average and they need some tweaking, but I see potential in them. They're not horrible. Okay. We have my Titans, the Ravens the Buffalo Bills, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Minnesota Vikings, the New Orleans Saints, the Commanders, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Jets. Yeah. And then we have our junkyard crew. Tampa, Carolina, the Colts, the Texans. The Colts just lost Anthony Richardson for at least a week because he got a concussion. Um, Houston, Arizona, Denver, the Bears, and the Giants, if you don't score, you're going to be trash. You're going to be a part of my junkyard crew. I don't care what you are. And the Bears, they're playing like they're a part of the junkyard crew right now, too. Not, I didn't rate them because I hate covering them, but I'd put the clowns, the Cleveland clowns, as a, either a juggernaut or a part of the Just Can't Miss crew. But yeah, now we're going on to week two, running down and predictions, even though week two is in session already. But the Titans should be able to fix their mistakes versus the Chargers. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest right here. It started out really sloppy. But we're trying we're starting to get together and we get the ball out of half. Since he should be Baltimore. I'm being proven wrong on that. Philly might struggle a little bit with Minnesota. That I actually called perfectly. I called it perfectly. Because they did struggle with Minnesota. The Bucs should beat the Bears, and by how the Bears are playing, it's not going to be close. And I really think that the Colts and Texans is going to be a snooze fest, but now that Anthony Richardson isn't playing, it is going to be a snooze fest because he has a concussion. Raiders' Bills will be interesting because Josh Allen is looking to bounce back. The Raiders are looking to build. I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Jets. I think the 49ers' Rams might be close. Again, another snooze fest is the Commanders Broncos. Another snooze fest is the Giants and Cardinals. And I feel like the Dolphins should win their game versus the Patriots, but with how the Patriots have been playing and if they can get it together sooner, then yeah, I don't mind it. I it could be a toss up. It can make it, they can make it harder. And plus I like Miami, I like the Patriots' defense more than I do Miami's, so there's that. And as always, we have some brief drama going on in the NBA between limiting load management, Kevin Porter Jr. situation, Team USA and his foolery, and another Giannis comment to decipher. The, the drama might not be so brief after all, but let's get it. Now we go on to the NBA, and we're going to start with Kevin Porter Jr. Who should be in jail? And I don't care about her statement. He doesn't need to be in a pro sports league if he continues to put his hands on people. Known And he's known as a hothead. And he has put his hands on people before. Regardless or not, if he takes, if she takes him back or whatever, he's done or should be done. He needs to be in jail. He almost killed her. He broke her neck. She had cuts in every, cuts everywhere she was running from him, and she he was chasing her. That we know for a fact, so her statement is stupid, and I don't care. We know these as a fact. I'm tired of these things being treated so lightly in these damn sports. Have some morals. you put your hand on somebody like that. you almost kill somebody like that. You don't need to, the rockets are wrong for trying to get value from him for him. He's not valuable at all. Cut him. Don't try to get a trade. Cut him. He's done. He needs to be in jail for aggravated assault or attempted murder or something. Cause he really could have killed her. People don't understand how situate how serious these situations are. That's another rant for another time. But and now the NBA is trying to limit bold management. My thing about it, the only thing I don't like about this rule is, like, how are you going to dictate who's a star and who's not? That's the iffy part. And then another way you can look at it is, what if people start, is this load managing thing going to start getting the superstars hurt? If do, do we need to to scale it? That is, of course, it's going to be like a trial and error type thing, but people spend their hard earned money to go see somebody play and if they find out the day of that 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 person that they want to go see play it just it's a waste of money so if you have a bruised thigh you better wrap it up put a gun on it or something and get out there and play i work through worse i'm not saying if you're very injured you need to suck it up and play no these people are sitting for bruised muscles. Hamstrings, I get it. Knee injuries, I get it. Back injuries, I get it. Because I've had all three. But soft tissue issue issues? Go cry at home when the, day, when the game is done. Get in the Epsom salt bath. Do something. Put some alcohol in it. Do something. Because if it's a soft tissue issue, like a bruised thigh or my calf hurt, and you don't want to play. You're softest. You're soft as Charmin, ultra soft. People spend their hard-earned money that some people get injured while working to go see you, and you're not playing, and you're you have a whole off season to rehab your body and do all this other stuff, and you're not playing because your calf hurt and it's not serious. Grow up. Grow up. The only problem I have with this load managing thing is um, how you're going to dictate who's a star and what happens when these superstars start getting hurt. Those are my only two questions. Um, Team USA and it's foolery. I, look, the problem with Team USA this year was pretty much the fact that they are undersized. And I don't know how many times I need to go on record of saying that under USA, Team USA was undersized, but they're undersized. And their coach was Steve Kerr. What does Steve Kerr do? He he likes undersized. He likes small ball. He doesn't like to be big. These other countries, they might they may be as talented as these players here, but they're also bigger. You can't what Eventually, small ball is going to kill Steve Kerr, and I want it on record. Small ball is going to get him because they need a true big. His Warriors and the FIBA team needed a true big, and they didn't have one. And guess what happened? Okay, then. Um, and then you had the old heads talking about coming out and being foolish. I'm like, bro, I don't see Le- I don't want to see Anthony Davis do anything but play for the Lakers. Sit down. Sit down. Braun, too. Y'all are old. Y'all get injured more. And so is Steph Curry. Sit down somewhere. Y'all don't need to be playing the Olympics. Sit down. Like, come on. And then we have Giannis and his comments whether he's going to be a buck or whether he's going to be a winner. Now, Giannis, he's very real. He's a little too real. And I feel like, and I might be stretching it, there's a very particular, um, he says things with purpose. So, him keep, he keep putting this stuff out there. He's putting the front office on notice. He's saying, y'all better improve the pieces around me or I'm a dip. I don't know if he's had these conversations with the front office himself. But Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, you can argue they're, they're past their prime. The rest of the bench isn't bad, but it could be better. What Giannis is saying, if y'all don't fix this-ish, y'all not going to have a superstar. And what is with everybody trying to send everybody to L.A.? I would love Giannis in L.A. If L.A. gets Giannis somehow, I will be the most insufferable Laker fan in the, in the world. And I'll have my mama with me. I promise you if that happens, I might get me a jersey, even though I'm already saving up for a jersey. But still, Giannis, deep down inside, he might want to bleed that ugly buck green, but another part deep to that side of him wants to ring chase too. He's conflicted. He knows what he wants to do. He wants to win rings and he wants to be a buck. But right now, he realizes that he can't do two th- these two things at the same time. So he's trying to give the Bucks an opportunity to make it easier so he can carry the team and get him his pieces that are better pieces, more improved pieces. There are pieces that are out there that are better than that. But he's trying to give the team an opportunity before he just says, I'm a dip. And he just signed a contract last year. What is with these people in signing contracts and then saying little stupid stuff? Now, like, come on. I understand, get your money, but come on. Anyway, now we're on to the first season three edition of George Timeout Session, where we just discuss some of my concerns in the world of sports, and today we got to discuss some corny behavior the view of women in sports, and yes, diva wide receivers already. So let's get it started. (laughs) And now we are here for Jory's timeout session, and I have some things I want to discuss. And if you are a misogynist, I want you to listen, or you can click off. If you feel like women don't know sports because of our body parts, you can listen or click off, but I'm going right at you. So just listen, because with the past few days, weeks, um, the hostility in women against women in certain fan bases is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. You don't quiz me on whatever knowledge I know. I know the game. I'm actively trying to learn it. You're not going to mansplain football to me. My dad was a football coach. You're not going to do that. You're not going to sit here and disrespect me in my DMs and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about when you're wrong half the time as well. So you're not going to sit here and tell me that. You're not going to sit here and say women ain't this and women can't do that. Women can be athletes. Women can be sports reporters. Women can be sports journalists. You misogynists who just have an issue with women doing stuff that you think only men should do need to grow up and realize that this is not 1845. This is 2023 and everybody has different interests. I'm I'm into makeup and I'm into football and I'm into anime. I'm into all three of them. So I really want all... I I can be a sports girl, a girly girl, a girl's girl, a boy's girl. I can do whatever. Whatever. It it, it is what it is. You're not finna sit here and come at me sideways and disrespect me over no sport. Make sure your best friend ain't your left hand if you're gonna do that. Like, I'm not... And I'm the type of person, if you come at me wrong, I'ma go left with you. Two lefts don't make a right, but in this case, it do. Don't disrespect me because of what type of body parts I have when it comes to a sport. Don't do that. Because it's like, y'all's mamas did not raise y'all to be misogynists. Or did they? I don't know. If your daughter picked up your passion, would you, would you, um, to the men who are, who want to be these type of idiots, um, if your daughter picked up your passion of sports, would you want her facing this? So why would you give it to another woman? Just act like you got some human decency which half of y'all don't and y'all let these sports disrespect people. Y'all won't be saying half of this stuff to y'all's mama cuz y'all mama will knock y'all out, knock y'all out. I know that for a fact. Don't disrespect anybody else. Have some human decency. Human decency. Corniness. The cornballs in sports. Now, I'm when I say cornballs, I'm talking about the whole T.O. versus C. A. Stephen A. Smith thing, and I'm talking about Kedarius Tony, and I'm talking about those racists who hit up Jordan Addison or Madison, whatever you, however you pronounce his name. I, I'm I'm a little heated right now. I'm on a roll, so if I mispronounce a name, I'm sorry, but I'm talking about those cornballs. There's no There's no place in sports for that. Kadarius tony if Kadarius tony wanted to speak on something after he had a bad game he shouldn't have went ghost after it no speak on it or stand on it and eat it if i'm gonna antagonize and be a villain i'm gonna antagonize and be a villain i'm gonna stand on what i said you better ask some other people i like to come at i said what i said that's a known commodity with me I'm not afraid to antagonize people, and I'm not afraid to be antagonized. If you don't, if you dish it, you better be able to take it. Quit being soft, or if you're being soft and you're sensitive and you can't take what you dish out, don't damn dish it out. Quit being corny. It's weak. And as far as the T.O. versus Stephen A. Smith thing, I don't know what happened. I just see. Stephen A. Smith going this corny rant and then T.O. being an idiot and responding. T.O. is a bad person, human being that we know of. We have the facts of that. We already know he's very divisive. I'm not trying to say he's a bad human being, but we know he's very divisive. He's confrontational. We know what T.O. is. And Stephen A. Smith. I don't know what is with this whole Stephen A. Smith versus Max Kellerman thing. But he sounds very salty. I like what Max is doing now. But... Why you keep bringing that man up? Why? I don't know. I... That whole situation is corny. And both of them need to shut up. And... Before I get out of here, we're gonna talk about my stance on Diva wide receivers because some people have issues that I don't like when people act out like that. It's I understand that it's in part of like the competitive spirit, and especially when Josh Allen is throwing three picks. Of course, of course, Stephon Diggs is gonna act up, but he acted up on Kirk too. He tweeted himself out of Minnesota too. So, of course, I'm going to think Stefan is a diva. He's shown that he's a brat. He's a brat. All receivers are brats. They want the ball every time. If you throw it to them 100 times, they'll want it 101. They're all brats. But what I'm not going to sit here and do, what they should not be doing, is standing up their quarterback on the sideline, A.J. Brown. Now, A.J. acts like that when he's not getting the ball enough and when he's dropping so once you start dropping some passes, y'all got a whole le- another demon coming at you. That I know. But these receivers, Lord, I just don't like it when they show up their quarterback. I understand you want the football. But can we act like this is a football game instead of a toddler playground? Instead of just yeah la la, la, la la in these people's faces because you want the ball, calm down and grow up. Realize there's a there's ten other people, a handful of them are gonna get the ball other than you. You're gonna get the ball, and you see what that happened when he started complaining, and then the Eagles started forcing it to AJ. What happened? Okay, then, so he'll get his touches to this week, but he better catch him. I. I know how Philly fans go. He better catch him, Because, and I know that Philly fans know this, but he has his doubt. He has his games where he don't catch nothing. So, for him to make all that fuss in Jalen Hurts' face on Monday night, Thursday night, excuse me, he better catch every single last ball that hits his way today. Well, next week. So, that being said, there's our Jory's timeout session for the week. Y'all know the drill. Y'all know the drill. We've reached the conclusion of the Season 3 opener of Jory's Sports Stories. And if you liked what you heard, feel free to share the podcast and let's grow the audience. If you're listening via via YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. As always, I appreciate all the support, and I thank all y'all for listening to me today. Tune in next week for a week to recap and more. You can also find me over on Sports Empire Network. I'm on the Coffee and Sports Morning Show on Wednesdays, and catch one of my new shows, Hoop Dreams and Touchdown Queens, over there on Saturdays as well. Thank y'all for tuning in to me today, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye now.